In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Please be seated. So Merry Christmas. It is a joy to see you all here tonight. Um, if you are visiting with us, then let me extend a very special welcome. Please know that we love and expect visitors at this parish, and we are overjoyed to see you here and to share the joy of Christmas with that you'll be sharing it with us. And moreover, I want you to know that wherever you are on your journey of life, you are welcome to receive communion tonight, even if you, if, if you feel so moved, no matter where you are on that spiritual journey of yours. And know that it's not just me who welcomes you, for we believe that it is Jesus himself who welcomes you to his table. So I want to I begin tonight by describing a game that I sometimes play when I am stuck in traffic. As an antidote to my frustration and anxiety as I'm sitting there in place, I try to, to take a bird's eye view of the, of the snarl of traffic that I find myself in. I imagine that I'm in something like a balloon or a drone hovering above my car. And I can see all the cars and the trucks and, and those motorcycles zipping between them. And I can see the people jockeying for that faster lane that is always the one next to the one that you are in, right? And then, in my mind's eye, I try to zoom down. And I try to imagine the people and their stories their joys and heartache, their amusement and their sorrow in the, in the cars that surround me. I try to, to see the, the person who's, who's dancing in the driver's seat to their new favorite song. Or I try to see the person agonizing in silence over the diagnosis of a loved one's illness. I imagine a parent and a child singing a song we're arguing about curfew. And I try to see myself in the swirl and the organized disorder of it all. I try to picture myself amidst the beautiful mess of this modern world of ours, linked and connected to all of these people and all of their lives. Even though we are all armored off in our own individual automobiles. I imagine myself at one with all of the hurly-burly and commotion, at one with the frantic motion, even though none of us are getting anywhere fast. There I am amidst the chaos, and here we are amidst the chaos. Even though we find ourselves in this beautiful space, on this beautiful night, we are still amidst the mess of our lives. You come here tonight with hopes and fears, triumphs and sorrows, and so too do the people next to you. And it's always been this way. As long as human beings can remember, this life of ours has always been a bit 
of a mess. And the Christmas story is a story about the mess of our lives. Among other things, the Christmas story reveals the the arbitrariness of political power and bureaucracy as it tells of the struggles of a poor young couple in a hostile world. For the world that Mary and Joseph find themselves in is, is deeply chaotic, and they are pushed around in the swirl of that chaos. We are told that in those days, an emperor, more than a, a thousand miles away from this poor young couple, has made a decree that all of his empire should be part of his universal census. And that moreover, to get registered for the census, folks had to return to their hometowns from wherever they were. And so like many others, Joseph is forced to obey this absurd decree. And so he heads off to Bethlehem with his very pregnant wife. In his desire to create order, Augustus throws the lives of his subjects into the chaos of precarious travel. And the chaos deepens when Mary and Joseph arrive in Bethlehem. There, there is no room for them there. They are forced into the vulnerable position of staying in a barn or, or some sort of shelter for animals. And it is there in that place that Jesus is born. Jesus is born into the the chaos and vulnerability of this life. It is into that place of a life made vulnerable by by the forces of tumult that Jesus is born. And indeed, it is in that space of vulnerability that Jesus lives his entire life just as it is in that place of vulnerability that Jesus dies. Chaos. We know something about chaos. We don't, we don't like it, but we know all about chaos. The ironic part is that much like Emperor Augustus, we often try to create order in our lives and More often than not, the very attempt makes the world even more chaotic. We live in a world that is a swirl with with commercials and emails and text messages and meetings and, of course, traffic. We have sirens passing by us all the time. We battle against junk mail and bills and messy houses. We, We struggle with the intricacies of insurance. We live in in fear of random violence. We face the difficulty of working too hard or, or worse yet, struggle with the precarious position of having no job. As a nation, as a people, we are overbooked and overtired. There is simply too much to do and not enough hours in the day to do it. And everywhere we are greeted by bureaucracy and hurdles and hoops especially if we are marginalized or impoverished. We all know something about chaos. And yet it is into this chaos that God 
comes. For the Christmas story is not only a story about chaos. It is also a story about how God comes to us, powerless and fragile in the life of the Christ child. In the midst of the hue and the cry of our lives, the good news of this night is that God comes to be with us. And the Word made flesh and the person of Jesus Christ. God is with us in Christ. So it was two millennia ago, and so it is also on this most holy of nights. For then, as now, God comes to be in solidarity with us in Jesus. And as such, God is not far off and distant. God is near and at work, transforming and redeeming the mess and the misery of our lives. For indeed, Mary and Joseph were pushed around by the emperor's decree, but God uses this decree to fulfill the prophecy that the Messiah would be born in the city of David. And though there is no place in the inn for the coming Lord, Christ comes to live with us in our alienation and estrangement and then goes ahead to make a space for us in this life and in the life to come. God is not above the fray. God is not far but close, bringing light into gloom and shadow. God is not off hovering above the powers that crush and break our lives, but rather God lives in Christ and and who lived and died for us to redeem us and to free us so that we might truly live both now and in the age to come. God comes to us in the powerlessness of an infant as a seeming victim of the chaos in order to transform the chaos. God's power over chaos is then hidden within powerlessness, just as the glory of God is both hidden and revealed in the Christ child laying fragile and vulnerable in the manger. If we dare to gaze into the face of this infant, then we can behold the true depth of God's power and God's freedom. We can see the true depth and cost of God's love for us. And while we know that we are still in the chaos, we can have faith and trust that the chaos is not the last word. Just as we can trust that the eternal light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not and will not ever overcome it. Life, yes, is still a mess. But in Jesus, God comes to bless this mess. God comes to free us from all of the, these forces that would oppress and demean us so that we might have the faith and courage to truly live and to truly love.
And so I say to you this night what the angels said to those shepherds 2,000 years ago. Do not be afraid. For see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. Amen.